This is episode 414 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article is a dystopian social credit program coming to America, or is it already here? Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, before we get started, I want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my new ebook and audiobook, The Preparedness Community's Guide to a Microbiz and Increasing Your Finances. When you purchase the ebook, you get access to the Prepper Website forums, and it also is a great blessing to me as well. So if you'd like some more information, check the link in the show notes or come on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. All right, so for those of you who don't know, and I know that I've said this before, but for the new for the new listeners, I record the podcast the night before. So the Friday podcast I record on Thursday night, and I do that to be purposeful so that people that are going to work on Friday morning have the podcast available to them and they can listen to it uh, then if they want to listen to it on the way to work as, as they're going. So that's one reason that I do that. So the Monday podcast I record on Sunday night and so forth and so forth. So on Thursday nights, my voice is a little raspy right now. Um, on Thursday nights, I do a Facebook Live and uh, I do one for Prepper Website and I've, I've changed it now. I used to do it every Thursday. I've changed it to where I'm only doing special interviews. And so the last one that I did was with Dr. Scott Tunis of Survive a Guard. And uh, I did play that one on as a, as a bonus episode. So you can go back and listen to that one. I thought that was really great. A lot of great information about vitamins. I have another great one coming up in October. But I used to do that on Thursday nights uh, after after I did my church Facebook Live. And so I go live on Thursday nights for my church. We're kind of all spread out. So it's a, a, a way to do like a devotional, like a little Bible study so that people can either, if they can't watch it live, they can still watch the recorded version. And at the same time, it gets out there for people to, um, you know, to, to share out and stuff like that. And we can sp- spread the good news on Facebook, right? On social media and stuff like that. So um, my voice is a little raspy because I went a little bit longer than normal on that Facebook Live. I do that one every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And so uh, just going from that straight into the podcast, it's a, it's a little bit a little bit raspy there. Um, hey, by the way, if you're interested, I, I know that there are a lot of Christians, a lot of believers who are listening. Um, if you're interested in, in hearing that, I'm going to post a link to it in the show notes if you want to go check it out this last uh, this last Facebook Live or the one that I did tonight was on putting stress and and worry in its proper place. And so I'll link to that video if you're interested in it. The other reason I'm bringing Thursday up uh, as well is because uh, the article that I'm reading, uh, normally I put the articles up on Proper Website. And then so I'm drawing from articles that I uh, have already posted. And maybe it's been a week, maybe two weeks, sometimes even three weeks behind but this one I'm I'm picking up. Uh, I actually read it today during lunch, and I'm like, you know what? I want to read this one for the Friday podcast because I think it's it's uh, it's very interesting, and I think it's very timely. Something everybody should be thinking about. And uh, the other day, I was we were at my parents' house, and I believe that I saw 
the person that this article was referencing in China, um, I believe that we, we saw a little episode uh, about them on the news. I can't remember which news program my dad was watching, but uh, it was very interesting. This guy, is, I mean, his life has been turned upside down because of what's going on in China and how they're instituting this, you know, this credit or the social credit thing. And so if you haven't heard anything about it, again, you know, I'm always saying we need to be you know, prepped and aware. We need to be keeping our eyes out and, and aware of what is going on because a lot of times things are floated in other countries and to see how the population reacts and then they're, you know, they, they move it into other countries as well. So for instance, like in India, when they started taking away the, uh, the denominations of money, right, the smaller denominations, um, there was a lot of turmoil. There, there was a lot of issues and people kept saying they're using that to, you know, they're floating it there in India is a big population. Um, so they're floating it there. And the, the reason was they're taking away the smaller denominations. For, so, for instance, those of us who live in America, um, you know, they would have taken away the ones, fives, tens and twenties and left like the hundred dollar bills out there. And so what that does is that leaves that, that takes all that cash off the table and so people are forced to use their credit cards, their use their uh, check cards and things like that, right? And so that's a lot of people were saying they're forcing that on them and uh, they're, they're testing it out over there. And they had a lot of turmoil. And so the social credit score, uh, this social credit program that's happening in China very well might come to other countries, right? Uh, maybe not to America as quickly. This article starts to make the argument that it might already be be happening here is just not in the way that it's happening in China. And, it, you know, it's kind of eye opening here. So I'm not going to, uh, you know, wait any longer. Well, I guess I didn't say what I wanted to say. So normally I'm drawing from articles that I have on Prepper website. This one has not been on Prepper website. It is, is going on or going up on Prepper website. So Thursday evening when we, uh, when we go ahead and we post all the new articles, so it will be there. Um, it's actually already ready to go. And so uh, it will be there. But uh, just wanted to let you know that uh, because I think this is an interesting one and one that uh, people should should listen to. So let's go ahead and read. It's coming to us from theorganicprepper.com. The article is entitled, Is a Dystopian Social Credit Program Coming to America or Is It Already Here? Have you heard about China's dystopian new social credit program? If you haven't, there's a terrifying infographic from Board Panda that I'll be referencing throughout this article. The good news is that this is happening in China, where we all know a communist government has long been crushing freedom for the residents of that nation. You may think this doesn't affect you because you're in America, gosh dang it. But we've seen over and over again how a great idea in another country, no matter how dystopian, can spread like a viral contagion. The bad news is that it is incredibly close to happening here. Heck, it is happening here. Don't believe it's already happening? Well, let's take a look. Here's some information about data collection in the United States. We all know that our data is being mined and sold to the highest bidder all over the internet. A while back, I was looking for a new rental for the time that our lease runs out. I got some emails from landlords from Craigslist, made an agreement with one of them, and then the very next day, a utility company that I had never contacted sent me a creepy email reminding me of the length of time ahead I needed to schedule relocating my service. Everything you do online is scanned and sent to people who will profit. All right, so in this article, there are a lot of graphics and some of these graphics I'm going to read 
Um, this one says here, ever heard of the Sesame score? Wait, let's take a step back first. Your data is everywhere. 2.5 exabytes of data is created every day, enough to fill 10 million Blu-rays. 90% of all data was created in the last two years. Imagine if someone connected the dots. Yeah, so that's one thing when you start looking at technology that it's it's data and technology is growing exponentially. So it is it's crazy out there the level of knowledge and information. You know, one of the things. So let me get on my education thing here. You know, for every once in a while that meme will pop up on Facebook or you know it's like a a twenty question quiz from the eighteen hundreds, right? And it's all this information that. Uh, people had to know for eighth grade or something like that. I can't remember exactly what. The issue with that is that information back then was was finite. And there was a certain amount of information that there was books and you learned from those books and that's what you learned from and that's all there was. So there was that finite information. So you could learn some of those t- specific types of things. Today, a lot of education is focused more on, and I know probably a lot of people are going to be rolling your eyes, a lot, a lot of education is focused more on critical thinking and trying to get students to think critically because the world is changing at such a fast pace that not only do you need the basics of math and reading and, and all that type of stuff, but you need to be able to take that information and apply it in new ways. So there might be a job out there that's not even created yet for kids who are, let's say, in kindergarten or first grade, second grade. So society might change so much by then that the jobs that are around right now, you know, we're, we always talk about jobs that are being automated and all that type of stuff that, you know, people are losing those types of jobs. Well, people are losing those jobs, but there's going to be other jobs that are created. So there's going to be other jobs that are going to, for instance, people are going to have to know how to service those automated machines, right? And so that's going to take high skills. You're going to need to be able to problem solve. You're going to be able to follow, hey, so this uh, this automation, this bot, whatever it is, is having issue here. What could it possibly be? And, and using critical thinking skills to be able to figure, you know, figure that out. So information is not as finite as it was back in the 1800s. It is growing exponentially. There's no way anyone can know everything. And so, you know, we're at this situation where we're, we're having to learn how to apply, how to find information and apply it. And so if you think about what you do right now, so if you are looking for something, you go do a search on the internet, you go to YouTube and look up a video. I mean, I've talked about that before, how I fixed my, or changed out my wife's uh, battery in her tablet that, you know, Really, everyone says you you know you don't normally change those out. You throw them away. Uh, you know anywhere from changing out, uh, you know fixing or fixing the washing machine. I've used YouTube videos to do that to fix my refrigerator to change out the uh, the garbage disposal and all that kind of stuff. So think about it. You go and you find that information and then you apply it, right? And so that's exactly where where, where we're headed, and that's where. Um, you know, that that's where all that stuff uh, comes into play. So information, there's just so much. But on top of that, you have all the information that we are providing. And this article gets into that. So, man, I just kind of got, on, you know, completely chased a rabbit there and went off the rails there. So let me get back to this article and uh, it will focus a little bit more on where, you know, this data that is all this data that's being created and um, and where it's going. 
So what if someone on Facebook, Twitter, Gmail, Yahoo Mail, Outlook, and every place else on the internet was collecting every single thing you typed, everything you read, and everything you searched up? What if all that stuff got combined to create a picture of you, your beliefs, your moral convictions, and the way you think? Imagine, and so this is another graphic. Imagine if your government collaborated with the private sector to aggregate your credit history, your ability to service a financial product, your online behavior, and your personal characteristics. Imagine if your government also ranked you on based on what you said privately, who you associated with, and what you purchased. Imagine if your government, through a growing surveillance network of 200 million cameras, used facial recognition and machine learning to have eyes on you and your behavior 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Finally, imagine if your government distilled all that data down into a single metric to rank your trustworthiness as a citizen. Is that dystopian enough for you? Well, it's real and it's already happening. While the West grapples with net neutrality and Article 13, an insidious Orwellian social policy is quietly being adopted throughout China. On June 14, 2014, a policy paper was published by China's State Council entitled Planning Outline for the Construction of a Social Credit System. The policy is terrifying. Again, that's a graphic that I was reading there. Don't delude yourself into thinking that this will only be limited to China. This is something that will spread based on its effectiveness. Effectiveness at what, you ask? Effectiveness at predicting your every move, from likeliness to pay a bill or honor a contract to who you will most likely vote for in the next election. There's a reason that Mark Zuckerberg had to go to Congress and sit on a stack of books and testify. It's because the information he has harvested and sold is so incredibly, horribly detailed. When you read the following infographic, you'll see what I'm go- where I'm going with this. Number one, credit history. Reflects a user's past payment history and indebtedness. This consists of areas such as credit card repayment, utility bill payments, and other ratings from e-commerce websites such as Taobao. So this is uh, from China. So some of these... Um, are not going to be familiar to you. Number two, fulfillment capacity. Reflects the user's ability of adhering to contracts such as financial products and loans. It is evaluated based on asset information, including payment for social insurances, properties, and cars, etc. Indicators also include use of Alibaba's financial products, services, and Alipay account balances. For those of you that aren't familiar, Alibaba's is like the Asian version of Amazon. Number three, identity characteristics. Rates the extent and accuracy of a user's personal information. For example, home address, length of time of residence, mobile phone numbers, education levels, and employment. User can fill in information or import information from LinkedIn or other external systems. Number four, social relationships. Reveals the user's influence within their personal network, their influence to the network, and their friend's credit scores. Number five, behavior and preference. Shows a user's online behavior, including how active they are, what websites they visit, the products they shop at, and the consumer segment the user belongs to, etc. The data is distilled down into a number between 350 and 950. That's pretty scary, guys. This information is already being collected in the United States. You are tracked everywhere you go when you are online. 
There's very little you can do about it, but here are some options. Now, there's a lot of links here. Use browsers that are not Google Chrome. These are said to be the most anonymous browsers. Remember that secure browsers will still track you. So like uh, anonymous browsers like Tor and, um, oh my gosh, I can't remember the other one. I know that we've talked about it before. I believe it's Brave. Tor is probably the best one that you can use, but you got to understand that they're still not 100%. So the Tor browser and then the other one is um, Epic Browser. Okay, that's right. Okay, and then uh, continuing on with Daisy's um, article, use search engines like DuckDuckGo and StartPage. Here's a list of search engines that don't track you. And use encrypted email. Here's a list of some of the most secure services. ProtonMail is the only system that the NSA can't get into, and I'm in the process of switching over as much as possible. Of course, a lack of available information can also make you look sketchy in the eyes of those who wish to snoop. You know the old adage, you have nothing to worry about unless you have something to hide. Well, that's not really true anymore. Privacy is important. Here's another uh, graphic that just says, this is and all those things that I, that I mentioned before, the identity characteristics, fulfillment capacity, behavior and preferences, social relationships, credit history, all come out with the Sesame score. The precise weightings are shrouded in mystery. However, Sesame's director of technology shared this with Chinese magazine Zaiken in February 2018. Someone who plays video games for 10 hours a day, for example, would be considered an idle person. And someone who frequently buys diapers would be considered as probably a parent who on balance is more likely to have a sense of responsibility. So right now in China, the program is optional, but as more and more service providers join in, it will become more difficult to avoid. We see the same thing happening here in the United States. I literally went for almost a decade with no phone whatsoever, no cell, no landline. When people would ask for a number and I said I didn't have one, they all thought I was lying. Finally, my phone number or lack thereof became such a detriment that I was forced to get one to be able to participate in things that were important to me. The same thing is true of bank accounts. Over the past 20 years or so, with the advent of direct deposits and direct withdrawals, you simply cannot function in this country without a bank account. Then, of course, the banks are able to help themselves to a hefty fee from everyone and all the money in and out can be tracked. Good times. Apple, by the way, is already giving people trust scores based on their phone calls and emails, just in case you think I'm being far-fetched. Here's how this will be sold to any country adopting the practice. It will make life easier. It will make things cheaper. After all, if you're a good person, it won't be a problem, right? Although the trial is currently opt-in, avoiding the system is already difficult due to the plethora of services baking participation in their, times, in their terms of service. The good... If you do well and manage to keep a good Sesame score, you will enjoy a societal benefit in everyday life, including your dating profile on Baihi.com, China's biggest dating site, will be promoted for better matches. You will receive discounts on bills like your energy bill. You will be able to rent appliances without requiring a deposit. You'll get better loan interest rates. You can skip queues at the airport, train station, or even adoption. So you can see how all those things will be sold to you to make to make it seem like, oh, man, this is the best thing since sliced bread. You you know, if you're good, you know, you're going to have all these benefits. It's only the bad people. Right. And the bad people should be you know, they should not have these benefits and they're getting what they deserve. But you're good. You know, just be good and you're, you're fine. 
Yeah, right. Okay. So how nice? Well, maybe. Well, what if you run into a rough spot? You like an unpopular candidate or a political philosophy? You are the voice of dissent. You homeschool instead of sending your kids to public school. You have some money problems. You have too many children. You think your friends are being idiots about something and you try to help them see the errors of their ways through discourse. Oops, not so good anymore. The bad. If you should fall out of favor and earn a poor Sesame score, life for you will be restricted in at least the following ways. You may be barred from buying domestic flights. You may be unable to purchase business class train tickets. Your internet may be throttled. Your kids will not be able to attend good schools. You may be restricted from certain high-paying jobs. Some hotels will be off-limits to you. So you see how that gets you there? Man, and that's just for starters. Things could really, really go downhill from there. Welcome to rationing, registration, and restriction in every single facet of life. It could easily turn into a situation in which you can no longer function, have money, or be employed unless you tow the digital line. So here's the ugly. Being a communist dictatorship, China has quite the sordid history of silencing political detractors. The biggest risk of the social credit system is that it could usher in a new age of digital authoritarianism that has the potential to bleed borders as China strengthens its foothold as a global superpower. One such way this can happen is by gamification of social relationships. A major feature of the Sesame app is the ability to see what or who affecting your score and how to improve it. By displaying which of your friends are actively stopping you from reaching the next tier of benefits, it actively encourages people to ostracize their friends who don't tow the party line. Guys, that's scary right there. You think about it. So the graphic has a guy that has uh, like a 729 uh, social score. And there's people, his friends all around him. And, uh, you know, it looks like an app type thing. And there's one guy that has a 411. So that guy's bringing him down. So he's going to, you know, he's going to kick him to the curb. There's a guy that has a 544. So he's going to kick him to the curb. He could be one of his best friends, but um, this is going to bring him down and it's going to change his quality of life. So, and not only that, you might be okay with that. But then if you're married and you have kids and your social credit score is affecting that, So then you're like, no, man, I I don't want my family to suffer because of this. So I'm going to do whatever I need to do. So, man, that is very scary. All right. So continuing on that social aspect in the photo above, we're already seeing this in spades in America since the last election. How many people lost friendships over politics? How many families saw strained relationships over the candidates? How many people now think their former friends are complete morons? How many people actually lost jobs and promotions and work buddies over it? Take that to the next level. What if your popular opinions could ruin your life? A lot of folks would be much less likely to speak out if this happened. And dissent is the American way. Our country was quite literally born from dissent. Here's an example of how this could go bad if you find yourself on the wrong side of the political fence. If you get blacklisted, suddenly everything you've worked for and built all your life is gone. Those who fall foul find themselves on the blacklist, a social purgatory of restricted access with nothing but a black void to scream into. So this is Lou Hu. Listed in Reporters Without Borders, 100 News Heroes, Liu Hu was lauded for his efforts in solving a serial murder and was instrumental in uncovering corruption at the heart of the Communist Party. 
That all changed in mid-2013 when he accused the Deputy Director of State Administration of Industry and Commerce, Ma Zingui, of corruption in real name reporting. The government protected Zingui and detained Liu Hu for fabricating and spreading rumors. At this point, Liu Hu was deemed untrustworthy and joined 7.5 million Chinese citizens on the blacklist. His social media account with 740,000 followers was shut down, and he lost his platform as people quickly disassociated with him to retain their good standings. Political positions become dangerous. All right, continuing on with Daisy's article, if you don't think it could happen here, you need only to look at Alex Jones. I don't like him much, but he's lost everything because some companies got together to ban him. He lost all his social media accounts. He lost his email list. He lost his ability to accept PayPal. I assure you it's only a matter of time until he can no longer accept credit cards. If he can't finance his business and can't reach people on social media, he is completely silenced. If my site cost a couple thousand a month to operate, his would cost exponentially more with his populous staff of writers and the server capacity he'd need for all that the traffic he gets. You don't have to like or support Alex Jones to see the broad sweeping arm that took him down. None of us with a public profile is immune. I wrote more about this social media purge here. Just because it doesn't directly affect you or you're not on social media doesn't mean that it won't have an effect. So here's another graphic. This is just the beginning of an algorithmic governance, and it's only a matter of time before our own credit agencies try to expand their own reach. Black Mirror's SO3E01 nosedive shows us just how pervasive this type of governance can be. We cannot let this happen to us. We owe it to ourselves and our children to ensure that this never reaches us here. Pay attention to bills being passed because one of these days we're going to let something through that changes everything. Insidious bills get stealthily passed all the time while we are distracted by ridiculous things like the Kavanaugh hearings and the Kardashians and the Kaepernicks of the world. People are freaking out about football while algorithmic governance is creeping up unchecked. You can find that episode of Black Mirror on Netflix. It's terrifying because you could honest to goats see it happening. Start distancing yourself from the system as fast as you can and then fight this crap tooth and nail. We, the good people of America, have raised our voices before on things that we see as injustice and we've won. This is the fight of our lives. This is the fight for our lives. If this goes down on the scale that it is in China, the only recourse would be pulling the plug, ending the system altogether, and going back 200 years in time for a do-over. No more grid, no more system. I hope it never gets to that, but I'm far from optimistic. All right. So, of course, the thing that I think about being a believer and a Christian and a pastor and someone who looks at end time things is, man, this is very easy for, you know, the Antichrist to kind of move in here and uh, and use this to his benefit. Right. All this data is being stored and then, boom, all of a sudden it is there and you can see where, you know, a big computer can run a a whole lot of uh, a lot of things. 
So, uh, but it's pretty scary, guys. The fact that there are people in China, I mean, this guy who was, he was uh, a celebrated reporter and he had 750,000 followers on social media. All of that stuff was just taken away. And then all the friends that he had, everybody that he could depend on that were close to, I mean, he's been ostracized. I mean, they were all, you know, they all disassociated with uh, him. And so I was, again, he's the guy I'm pretty sure that that was being referenced in that video and uh, I can't remember where it was. If I if I find it, it might have been Fox. If I find it, I'll, do, I'll try to find do a little bit of a, a search on Fox. I'll link to it in the show notes so you can go check it out. So uh, just you know, you'll just gaze at the show notes in the mentioned in this uh, podcast section or mentioned in this episode. And that's where I put things that I mentioned in uh, you know in the podcast episodes, and that you can quickly link to them, right? And you can jump out and do that. But uh, man, that is it's very scary to to think about that. And again, things are ripe, right? It's not like you know something would be passed and then it would be take time for things to ramp up and to get into gear. All these things are already in place. And if the government came in and said, okay, hey, Zuckerberg or Twitter or whatever, we're going to shut you down if you don't turn over your files. What do you think they're going to do, right? They want they want to continue. They want to have their money. They want to have their, you know, their their lifestyle. They're going to turn all that stuff over. They're going to, if they don't already have access to all of it, and they'll turn all that stuff over so that they can continue living their high life, you know, and the life that they're used to. So uh, pretty scary thing. I don't know what the answer is. I know Daisy said, start distancing yourself from the system. But the fact is, is that um, things are so tied into everything. I think we need to be keeping, you know, keeping our eyes open and being, you know, that we need to be paying attention to things. And again, that is why we prep. That is why we prepare. That is why we, you know, you need to have a network of people that you are uh, connected with. You know, when we talk about, you know, uh, mutual assistant groups or people that we prep with, if you have a big family and your brothers and your sisters and your parents and whatever, they're all on board, that's great. You have a built-in mutual assistance group. If you don't have that, you need to be building you know, community with people that believe the same way you believe. Because that way, if, you, if something ever like this was to go down... You know, you can share resources. You can help each other out. You are there for each other. Um, you might not have access to the internet and all that kind of stuff, but you have relationships that you've built, and those are the most important. Um, you know, and you have that uh, mutual assistance that you can depend on. And so, you know, you got to be putting those systems in place. Not only the preparedness system, but the 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 people you know you need to be building those relationships and there you in order to do that you got to get out there guys you got to get out there you've got to connect with other people and be purposeful about that and so i I know that i've talked about that before in the past uh even wrote an article for older preppers and you know what i haven't read it here yet but even in that i gave ideas and you don't have to be an older prepper to put this into effect and you know what i'll read that article next week because it gives some great ideas on how you can start being purposeful about finding people that that believe the same way you believe and you can start connecting with uh, with those people. 
So guys, this is going to be like always. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. Uh, go over to the organic prepper. Don't you know? Don't freak out. You know, some people will. I know people that would hear this kind of stuff, or actually, they'd probably stop me before I even got halfway through, and they're like, "Todd, I don't want to hear that." Uh, some people would hear this and they completely freak out. Other people are going to hear this and they're like, nah, that, that would never happen in America. And other people are like, eh, you know, maybe that'll happen down the road or I'll deal with it when I deal with it. Again, we prep because of the possibility of a situation down the road that we don't want to be in. And so that doesn't have to be EMP. That doesn't have to be big hurricane, flood, blizzard, you know, nuclear war, terrorism, the grid going down. That could be something like this, you know, something that happens, you know, very quickly and moves into place and you weren't even paying, you, you were you were preparing for the EMP and then this happens, right? Or you were preparing for fill in the blank and then something like this happens and this really rocks your world. So a lot to think about as we go into the weekend. Um, again, I don't like I don't always like to doom and gloom stuff, but I think it's important for us to be paying attention. So uh, like I said, I already said it. I'm going to link to it in the show notes and uh, you have it there. Hey, if this weekend you are looking for more preparedness uh, information and you're, you're wanting to go and maybe do some research and study, we have a ton of articles over at Prepper website. We post anywhere between 8 to 12 articles, sometimes even more, on Prepper website every single day. And so on the front page of PrepperWebsite.com, you can get some great information. Over on the right-hand side, we have a lot of links and other places you can go. In the drop-down menus, you can go to research a Prepper topic and you can find the tag cloud and click on any topic that you want and you will go and you'll get articles on that specific topic that, that were on Prepper website that were on the front page of Prepper website. So you know it's t- 10 times better going to a search engine, right? And then we also have pages that are dedicated to uh, alternative news, um, you know, DIY, frugal living, you know, conspiracy, if you're into that, firearms information. So there's a lot of good stuff over there if you're wanting to dig a little bit deeper and get a little bit more information. So it's uh, there's a lot over there. And then don't forget the, the Facebook group. We'd love for you to be a part of the Facebook group and come over there and hang out. And, you know, if you do purchase, you know, one of the things I thought about the Prepper website forums is if there ever was a situation where, um, you know, things started shutting down, social media accounts started shutting down, the, the Prepper website forums are there. And so when you purchase that ebook, my ebook or the audio book, you have access to that. And so I, I look forward to a time where that would be very, very active, where people would go. And, uh, you know, I'm happy that I don't have my websites on, a, on one of the big, you know, server, service providers, you know, hosting services like GoDaddy or whatever. I have mine with a, a smaller organization, so I feel a little bit more comfortable that they would not be, sh- they would not shut Prepper website down like the big companies would. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to think about the future and trying to, to have that available as well. So, um, you know, maybe I will look at uh, the possible future of uh, if someone doesn't want to buy the ebook, but they can purchase um, access to the Prepper website forums for a small amount, I, I can foresee doing that. And the reason that I would do that is because if you purchase it, 
you know you're not you're more likely to not come in there and just start spamming people. The people that purchase it are going to be are going to want to be in there. They're going to want you know to uh, to use it for the proper reasons and not come in there and cause problems and stuff like that. So that's one reason why I'm keeping it that way, not just kind of not just opening it up to everyone because I don't want to sit there and and moderate a bunch of spam and trolls and stuff like that. I'm a little bit more trusting with the people that I have over at Prepper Website Forums right now. And so if you don't want to do the forums, but you want to come hang out with great people who have a lot of information and are willing to help you, you you can come on over to the Facebook group. And uh, there is a link to that, all of that stuff in the show notes. And we make it very easy for you or come over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com and uh, we make it very easy for you there. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 414 and another week of podcast episodes in the books. Hey, to subscribe to the show, head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. That way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware. Peace.